0: This is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in modern Josie. We are your
1: hosts Sam and Charlene and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no judges. This week on The Great Equalizer, I'm a person too. Plus, Sam is feeling somewhat selfish.
0: Charlene's tired is tired. And we catch up with Knitted Knockers representative, Donna Biddle. Hello.
1: Hello. Just me and you again this week. Yeah, <laughs> the old familiar... Uh, tune of our voices. Indeed.
0: <laughs> so um let's get straight into it. Why are uh, you selfish? Oh why am I selfish? I was gonna ask you. <laughs> hmm. Okay. I think that it all ties in nicely to what we're gonna be talking about today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm done. I was um I have been helping out and offering my services and (laughs) doing all the things and being the good friend and the good daughter and whatever, I'm just like that, I think. And I think that I prioritize a lot of other people before I prioritize myself. And it's, I mean, you know, if anybody wants to psychoanalyze me, you know, there's a smorgasbord of, of mental health issues for you to look into. And <laughs> sure, maybe I live for recognition or mayb- maybe I need that or maybe I don't want to deal with my own shit so I'm very keen to help other people with theirs or whatever the case might be,
1: you The know. fact remains that you are a giver and I you tend to give of yourself a lot.
0: Exactly. So, and and I don't want, if even if this, this good friend of mine is listening, I don't want to... Um, Say that I regret doing anything like this, but I have a good friend who um, was very ill, and it was her son's fourth birthday party a couple of weeks ago, and I just felt so bad for her, and I was like, "What can I do? Mm. Can I do anything to help you?" Mm. And I would normally, I've done it with you. Yeah, it is your nature. um, what can I do? And I don't think, do I even have capacity
1: mm. to do this? You just, you're just you a problem solver. You think, of what's the, what is yeah. the quickest way to get the problem solved?
0: So um, she's like, thank you very much. Actually, the cake is in your area. Would you mind picking it up? Mm-hmm. And I was I've like, done that
1: for friends too. Yeah, you do it. That's what do friends do. Too. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not mm.
0: saying I regret doing that. But my week was so full up. And I've been like thinking about this particular kid's presence for months. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get it. And I forgot. I got to the Friday afternoon and it was on my list to do that day. And I didn't pick up the fucking present
1: <laughs> You had <laughs> the, just the run out of time.
0: Yeah, I'd run out of time. I'd run out of like headspace and I just didn't do it. Now I'm alone with Elijah and I'm just... So needless to say the next morning, I, I knew. And I even had a friend who said, can I offer to help you with anything? Yeah. Who was going to be at the party the next day. And I said, no, don't worry. I've got it. I'm going to wake up early. This was my challenge for that Saturday morning. I'm going to wake up early, get Elijah and I both ready for the party Go and pick up the present and then go and pick up the cake and then drive all the way to Pretoria for the said party mm-hmm. and it'll be fine.
1: And Only problem is something goes wrong, then either the present or the cake's not gonna be and at of the party.
0: Everything went wrong. <laughs> or exactly. <you>. Or me. <laughs> and that cake is important. Mm. Everything went wrong. Um we left later than intended because I have a child who mm. is just his own person. being...
1: A kid. Yeah, mm. It's just
0: being a kid and everybody, every mom knows, every dad knows how difficult it is to get those effing kids out the house. Especially
1: when you need them to cooperate. That is the day. It's almost as if they know that they'll be like, hmm, do I want to put my pants on now? Yeah, no. no.
0: <laughs> so then I get to Toys R Us and it's so difficult to take a kid into the toy shop, which I know we're going to be talking about. So I'll let that be. I think... I'm, I don't need to bring wrapping paper or anything. Toys R Us has it. Mm. So I get the gift. And of course, Toys R Us has run out of, that particular branch has run out of wrapping what paper. the hell? I go back You're into like, the queue. Universe, why? <laughs> I go back into the queue and get a r-
1: the bag wrapping or wrapping
0: paper. And I paper? look at them and I say, Do you have sticky tape? And they're like, Yeah, that we have. We've got scissors, we've got sticky tape, we just don't have... So I was like, cool. And I'm like bribing Elijah and I'm like talking to him and I'm just like, you know, trying to coax him into being a good boy. And sit him down and I start wrapping the presents and I run out of sticky tape at the thing. And I just... I mean, of course the shit would go wrong. I go into my bag and you know those like stickers. So Elijah, I've had stickers made for Elijah that yes. say happy birthday from Elijah. Yeah. So that was my sticky tape to put the happy present. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. All <laughs> of the <laughs> presents. <laughs> <laughs> be a happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Then the lady who makes the cake drops it off at her grandparents and her grandparents are like an Indian couple. Mm-hmm. And they, every time I go pick up a cake from the supplier – they're very helpful mm-hmm. and want you to come. They're very like hospitable in that, and they want you to come in and um, have a cup of tea. And I'm just like, no smoke. time today. I even and I struggled like, and as you frazzled, you like even though you've been to the place before, you like struggling to find the the particular unit in that complex. Mm. And I double parked my child, I double parked the car
1: With somewhere the child in and the car.
0: left the the car running and ran to the unit and they like wanting to chit chat. And I'm just like, I just left my tail in the car. Bye. And I mean, it just snowballs into this frazzlement and it's a hell of a long story to get to my point. But when I arrived at the party, I was 40 minutes late. And so that eats into Elijah's enjoyment at this kid's party firstly. And the cake was late and I don't, I didn't, I wanted to help my friend Mm -hmm. at the party Mm -hmm. as well set up. That was never going to happen. And I'm stressing and having an argument in my head over. Well, if my friend's gonna be cross with me for being late, then she's it. And she's got another thing coming, you know. You're already anticipating this. Imaginary
1: argument, yeah.
0: And I'm just like, I'm done. I'm so sick of being frazzled, mom. Mm. I'm so done with it. And so this brings in t- brings me to my conclusion of like, I need to be more selfish. What a joy it would have been. Have gotten in the car that morning and traveled straight to the party.
1: Just arrived, yeah.
0: They didn't, even if I didn't have the gift, they wouldn't have noticed. You're our mom. You it's know, true. You're not, not going to no, like base
1: me for. No, and you're not going to be like, okay, this one brought a gift, this one. You're not going to be like counting presents to check if everyone brought a gift. Even
0: if I gave it to him at a later stage because I really wanted to get him that gift. Yes. Did I have to do that to myself? No. No. You didn't. Did no. I have to offer and insist that I would go and get the cake? No. Did I have to turn down the friend who had offered to help me the night before? No. I'm fucking done. Mm. And that brings me to my bombing at mumming. So I'm gonna go straight into that. Let's hear it. I took the yesterday off, which was Sunday. I had no plans. And other than I needed to wax my underarms <laughs> that were long enough to plait.
1: <laughs> oh my god. It was
0: bad. The situation <laughs> was dire. <laughs> and so I just, I asked for help. Because mm-hmm. I came to the realisation that I didn't accept help and I didn't ask for it and I struggle with that. So I phoned that same friend who offered to help. Mm-hmm. And I said, are you by any chance free for an hour tomorrow? So I can just go.
1: So you can just go get. de my pits. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then. Maybe, perhaps, file my nails and have them painted, which I also did. Of course, it was no problem. And even if it was a problem for her, I could have, like, it takes literally five minutes to wax my underarms. Mm. Elijah could have come with. Yes. And so I did that. I asked for help. And I have to say, it was super useful for me and Elijah to have no plans the whole of Sunday Mm. because we chilled. We had nothing to do, nothing to get to. I didn't have to set an alarm. I didn't have to get into the there car There was a particular no rush. Time. There was
1: no pressure. Yeah. yeah. If
0: he was hungry, I fed him. If mm. he wasn't, I left it. Mm. Um, and it, we had such a good morning and he was so well behaved.
1: That's the thing I noticed with them as well. On the days that you are under pressure and you have to be somewhere, I think they just don't feel like the pressure. So they're just like, hell no, I'm not doing it. Mm. And then that just spirals well, out of control because you get highly strung. And you're like, please, I need you to cooperate today. Whereas on the days that you don't, you're not under that pressure, they pick up that you're just easygoing. So they're not badly behaved because they don't feel the urge to resist anything. You
0: know, I picked up a gift from Elijah for Elijah in the week last week so because I've been implementing the reward chart with the, the black dot. So mm-hmm. I said, if you get... A couple of black dots and the week doesn't look good at the end of the week you're not going to get a surprise Mm -hmm. but if uh, and it's it's any surprise Mm -hmm. he just likes opening things Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i got him this gift and it's still in the cupboard i meant to give it to him yesterday and i never had the opportunity yesterday to give it to him because he just tapped into all of his toys that are already here and my time. Mm. He just wanted to build puzzles and mm. paint. And.
1: You were just a happy little boy.
0: Because I did not have to do anything else. I was a
1: happy little mom.
0: I was a happy little mom. Mm. And it was such an aha moment for me that I'm just like, well, fuck it. I need to have more of I need these. To do, do more do of nothing. That. Mm.
1: I need to do more of nothing. It's true. It's true. You, we tend to race our entire lives. After things, like we have to do this, we have to get to see this one, we have to see that one, we haven't seen this one in two weeks. Sometimes it's not the end of the world if we just put a pause button on things. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to. So now, if that was your uh, well done, uh, you are bombing at bombing for doing that. But obviously, yeah, I had a, obviously I had a bad there's got to be a bad mom moment. moment also.
0: Shame. So we had a lot of driving the day before that because we went to go see a, a good friend of mine. Um, who mm. lives in Pretoria, but like on the ice end of Pretoria. <laughs> so from my house, it's an hour's drive. Mm. And um, we were excited, though. We left um after soccer on Saturday. Um, so good nap in the car of it. So, yeah, the plan was to catch his nap and to make the hour's drive. And, um, I mean, she's got a four-year-old and a one-year-old. And so it's going to be a nice little play date and a catch-up with... Some of my old school friends, Mm -hmm. another friend joined us. It was really lovely. But on the way there, um, Elijah woke up about 20 minutes away from her house and he started moaning. The kid gets carsick.
1: Oh, I get carsick. It's the worst.
0: I also get carsick and that's how I know.
1: How cuck it is.
0: It's what it is and I'm just like Elijah I can't do anything I can't do anything and he's just mommy I just want to get out the car and I'm just like I can't just stop the car now just oh, try yeah. sleep just and he was so not and eventually we get to my friend's house and he like starts defrosting you know how kids yeah, are it takes a
1: good couple of hours even before yeah. they like sometimes just before you have to leave then they're then really they, into they liking everybody like friends, there. Yeah. Yeah. Um
0: and so he was just being really naggy and stuff and um anyway I had brought a cheese platter and my friend had um put out some you know tarts and and frittatas and stuff like that and we were chatting and he was he had just put a piece of camembert in his mouth and he eats everything so i didn't really think anything of it and he was tugging at me while i'm trying to get a sentence out and we've all been there
1: like let me and just just like,
0: just, just wait, hang on a yeah and he's like mommy and he's pulling at me and the whole like um, until that point since we'd gotten there he had been pulling at me to come and look at toys or come and look me. at the outside this, or yeah. he wants he can't do anything without me so I'm just like just let me get a fucking sentence out and then I'll come with you and I kept pushing him off and eventually mid-sentence he made one of my sentences he Launches himself in front of me and demands my attention and grabs my face, basically, grabs my hand and proceeds to vomit into my hand.
1: Oh, shame. He was so
0: (laughs) nauseous. He needed to vomit and I wasn't helping him. Oh, shame. I felt so cock.
1: Oh, no, man. (laughs) How were you supposed to know?
0: Shame. I know. How was I supposed to know? Anyway, so. How are you bombing at Momming?
1: Well, I also had a kids' party on Saturday, so I, I, I feel like my bombing at Momming moment was that Rhett left home at half past four on Saturday morning for work, and he didn't get back until like in the late afternoon, so I also had a kids' party, and the I had half of the present bought, and the balance still to get, and the two kids to breakfast, get ready, myself showered and get ready and get them both into the car, still go to the shops to finish the buying of a mm. gift and like, you know, toy story, Toy stores <laughs> with kids on a good day, especially when you're in a rush before a kid's party and still managed to do all of that via the toy store, bumped into some friends at the shopping centre, made small talk and then managed to be on time for the party. Wow. I, I, and nobody died. Nobody had meltdowns. There were no arguments or severe fighting. We surprisingly—I was one of the first people to arrive at the party. What? I still, I still texted saying I'm probably gonna be late because I'm soloing it here be, and yeah, and I just I don't see myself getting through it. Okay, I didn't do my hair. It was in like a mom bun, but I was dressed. I had some makeup on my face. My kids were clean, teeth brushed. They had breakfast. I even packed lunch bags for them because even though you eat at the party, you know, my one kid doesn't eat anything. Yeah. So I had like fruit and yogurts and I had a little lunch bag I also packed. pack a
0: lunch box for Elijah wherever
1: we go. So I managed to pack well, snacks done. and two spare sets of clothes with a nappy bag. I didn't forget anything. I had milk, nappies, bum cream. I was... Proud of myself. You were bombing at bombing. Always when I feel like I'm on top of my shit. The one Saturday we also had to be somewhere, and Rhett was working. And I hate I hate Saturdays because everything happens on a Saturday, and Rhett's always working on a Saturday. So I'm doing it by myself. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to tell you about Mm -hmm. this. I only do it on a Saturday. You do it for weeks on end, and so I and I just I never. I feel so anxious because I don't see myself being on time at these things and the one Saturday also had something to do and I was so proud of myself I was like I'm bombing at momming I need to discover I didn't pack a single nappy for Jess yeah <laughs> there's always something that but I it forget. didn't happen this, this time. time I was winning yes okay my bad mom moment was the choice to leave the balance of the shopping of the gift um but okay Friday had a crazy day and my plans were thrown out the window so the gift was going to be completed by Friday but that didn't happen because I other family things happened impromptu, and so I decided it's fine. I can do this. I can. It's one item that I just need. I need a birthday card and one more item to add to the gift, which I know exactly where to get. I know on which shelf in which shop it is. So on route to the party, we'll stop and do that. But, but then you got two of them. That's to what I didn't consider. And two of them to unbuckle, take into not any shop. A, a toy store. store. Yeah. And also they missed their naps because the party was smack bam when they were supposed to fall asleep. And I still thought, okay, if they fall asleep on the car, it's a short drive to the party, but I can circle a bit, I can sit in the car with them with the aircon on while they finish off a bit of their nap before we get out because now we're not late. So yes, even if we arrive on time, it'll be cool. They didn't nap. And we were in the toy store, and they just wanted everything they saw. They go
0: mad, right? It's like it's like almost a drug. Their brains conk out. Yes, and larger doesn't even look at me. There's no eye contact. Like, He's just like, Mommy, can we have this mommy, one? This, this, can this, we have this yeah. one?"
1: And then, and then I'm I'm trying to like. I'm thinking I'm going to have to buy something here but just to like pick my battles here but now I'm trying to explain you have a choice you can't have everything you have this one or this one and that one's too expensive so I'm going to try and convince you to rather take yes. this one and so I ended up buying a lot more than what I needed to Amen. and my mm-hmm. my little quick trip for an 80 and something that had to be added to the final to, for the final touches to the gift became like a 580 yes. rand shopping spree. Yes. <laughs> yes. I've been there. I know it. So that was my bad mom moment. And usually I won't give in. I'll explain to Josh. You've got lots of balls at home. You don't need another one. You've got lots of bubbles at home. But I just no, didn't have was the no, time. you choose your battles. I, I just gave in. <laughs>
0: and listen, why are you, why is your tired tired? I mean, oh. it goes without saying. It was but a, why oh. especially now?
1: It was a rough week and last week. And I was... Uh, squeezing in an extra session of training because the week prior I had a flu day and couldn't train. So that f- fell into… Just to clarify, we're talking about exercise. Exercise, right? yes. 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 Yeah, sorry. So you're physically… Yes, so my body is tired. Yeah. But aside from that, the kids haven't been sleeping well. I don't know if it's that they're too hot at night and we're battling to get the room temperature right or if it's Mozzie's bugging them or if they're just thirsty, or if they're overstimulated. I don't know what it is, but they're waking up a lot, the both of them, again. So, and then I have quite a lot to do. So, Jesse battles to go down. You, 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 you like fight for about an hour to get her to fall asleep she doesn't cry or scream and she doesn't want to try and get off of the bed but she just wrestles like she literally climbs on top of me and rough rough and tumbles with me and then I have to pretend to be dead asleep and then (laughs) she giggles and then she sticks her finger in my nose and then she's just like mama mama slaps me in the face wake wake slapping me in the face because she wants a reaction so then that takes about an hour and And then finally I've been falling asleep next to either one of them. But then I still have a shit ton of stuff Mm. to do, including work. So then I wake up there and then Rhett also falls asleep because we've got the two. So one of us has to lie with the other one. So whoever wakes up first wakes the other one. Then we still have to shower and bath, clean the kitchen, get ourselves ready, do the stuff for tomorrow. And then you wake up at like half past nine or because like last night neither of us woke up and it was like almost ten o'clock oh and I finally shit. woke up in a panic and I was like what time is it? I still needed this to do and then I'd fallen asleep in such a tense position because I know I can't sleep there but you end up falling asleep because you're so tired mm. then I still had work to do I only got to bed at like twelve o'clock and it's been happening a lot during the week the falling asleep and then waking up and working so I go to bed late and then just as I died, off, the first kid starts crying.
0: Mm. Then I go
1: to that one. Then the next one starts crying, go to that one. Then the next one starts crying. And then I'm back in my own bed, sleep for an hour. Then another one cries. So my sleep is interrupted and I'm playing musical beds. So I, I just feel drained and tired. I think I'm just putting my body through a lot plus it's red october it's fucking insanity so that's, we're under yeah. pressure at work everything's happening we got busy weekends i'm just tired
0: and look it's not just women but i have to say that i've been seeing a lot of the women in my life taking strain me too friends
1: like just breaking, breaking. down breaking crying we are we are, not coping.
0: we are broken and i say it not lightly You know, um, we've interviewed Michelle Pitt before, mentor for Millennial Moms, and she posted about a maternal burnout this past, just this past week. And I was like, yes. I saw that post. She said that, I mean, October is a, and that's why I experienced Red October. A lot Mm. of my mom-in-law was like, it's just in your head, Sam. Mm. Every October. And I was like, every October, it's no, like this. It's
1: definitely the same Because Ray's birthday's in October and I remember distinctly every year around October the pandemonium just hits.
0: And look, it's not just women taking strain, right? It's men too. Because I think we've we almost at the end of the year and it's like something has to give mm. but we still have three months to go, mm. including October. Exactly. And it's just the, the we it's like if you're doing a, a road running race and you like are done for but you still have you know the race ahead right ra- <laughs> well the rest of the rest of the race when mm-hmm. you reach a point where there's just no and then you get to november and you kind of see christmas and the, you've booked your december holiday perhaps or you can see some downtime with some of the public holidays and you're looking forward to that and you gain some sort of momentum mm-hmm. into the new year october's still too far away mm-hmm. and that's why i think everybody takes strain and then mom's I feel like the moms around me are just breaking. I think so too, one. because it's
1: that end of year rush, you're having to think about uh, teachers' presents, um, prize-giving events, um, oh, yes. birthday Everything. parties.
0: And then creating a, an amazing and mem- memorable Christmas for exactly, your family. Exactly,
1: yes. All the things that you need to do. Whose house are we doing Christmas at? we got to get to this one, we got to get to that one. we got to do friends. There's a lot to squeeze in, and you're starting to try and plan the last bit of your year, and I certainly feel overwhelmed that's just in your personal life, then there's people who have owned their own businesses or run their own businesses. You're trying to squeeze the last bit of money out of the year, l- squeeze the last bit of work in, so you can make every drop of money that you can to set yourself up for January, February, March. Yes. That's going to be quiet, and people have overspent, and those months are without money. So it's all of that just getting the better of you.
0: It's yeah. I just it's actually overwhelming. I, I want to go lie down. <laughs> now (laughs) so it's all of this and with october being breast cancer awareness month i thought it was a good time to revisit self-care Okay, so you know how I feel about the words, um, be kind to yourself.
1: Yes, Sam.
0: Take care <laughs> of yourself. You know, and I listened to our self-care episode that we did uh, early in our podcast, so about last year this time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, I said it in there. I'm That's like the one I th-
1: where I was ugly crying, right? No. Oh. <laughs> I don't think you were ugly
0: crying <laughs> just yet then. Okay. But I, I, probably off off mic, <laughs> there were some tears, it was it was tough. It was a tough time. And surprisingly, in that episode, we veered away from bubble baths and manicures mm. and spoke about dealing with your mental health mm. and the mother load, which we've also chatted about. And um, I mentioned in that episode, just being kinder to myself, I dropped a client at that stage. Yes, I remember. I
1: do remember it very clearly. I dropped
0: a client. I had no other work prospects ahead for me. But I knew I was not being the best version of me Mm. if I was to carry on with that. So it was in that context that I mentioned Be Kind to Yourself. But since then, I've just gotten irritated that it's just like, okay, but things need to get done. So I can't like...
1: Not have do them. They have to get yes. done. Like I can't just put my feet up and have a bubble bath day or a spa day when or, shit yeah. needs doing.
0: As much as I would <laughs> love a nice duvet day and to sit and do nothing. That just adds more
1: pressure down the line because yeah. future Sam has to at some point pick up the slack.
0: And and I think because of this, a lot of us are rolling our eyes when we hear the words self-care. Because it's just like... Yeah we get to a point and especially now in the year where there's just no space mm. in our heads or in our schedules to to do anything mm. and i think it, i've been thinking a lot about that in dealing with the hair under my arms that needed cutting <laughs> <laughs> and saying no and realizing that no is a full sentence mm. And all of those those types of things. So it's it's been working in my mind, and I and I'm seeing the need for it in the women around me, including myself. A, I
1: think it's also been coming since the the time that when Elijah's leg broke, and you were at home and you were having to like juggle juggle things, and you realized that if I continue at this pace, I will not make it. Yes. And so it's been coming from then. Am I right? That yes. you've just been realizing I'm going to hit burnout if I do not. Say no to some things, even if it means turning work away that generates income. But then saying to Ray, Ray, my billables will not be as much as as they have been because I have to say no to some work because I'm not going to be able to cope.
0: Yeah, you know, I think I told the, I mentioned this to you that just before Ray left, I had a discussion with him, and he said, "How are you going to cope?" You know, obviously we had had discussions leading up to him going, and what mm-hmm. what plans were in place. But before he left for two months, he said, how are you going to cope? Like, what's, do you have a game plan? And I said, yes, it's to not do as much work. I'm mm-hmm. not going out and seeking additional clients or additional work or anything. And I will measure up what does come through to me and um,
1: decide whether decide. I'm taking it on or not.
0: And he looked like he was taking, he visibly he, he like, like a sigh of a, relief. A big sigh of relief. And he said, okay, thank God Mm as long as you're not pushing yourself too much this month because you're going to... Like, he looked at me, he's like, you're going to crack. And I'm not here Mm -hmm. if you do crack. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's a big realization is that with my writing business, if there's no Sam, there's no writing business. No. If there's no Sam, there's, there's no there's mom you there's in no the great wife. equalizer.
1: <laughs> Truth. <laughs> Sorry guys, that won't do.
0: <laughs> but do you get what I'm saying? No, and if quite there's right. no mom, if there's no Sam, there's no mom for Elijah. Mm. There's no wife for Ray. Mm. And I'm, that's and that's why I'm just implementing a little bit of selfishness now. And so, where do you stand in terms of that with self-care and how far you've come from last year?
1: Look, I think I've come some way, especially because we've been talking about it so often. I mean, every week we look at what we're juggling and where we're struggling. And we confide in each other, you and I. And I mean, I have other friends that I talk to it about as well, uh, about it too as well. And I I talk to my mom about it and with Rhett as well. And I think I've just adapted the point of view that um, at some point something's got to give. You cannot always do it all, and that is okay and when I feel overwhelmed and i'm I'm battling i I think of that, and I think of what we discussed in that episode um where i think I also said. It's okay, you just lower your standards to a degree because you don't have to always push so hard. We are our own worst enemies and I often have to remind myself of that. But I definitely feel like I've been able to take more control um, of the things that have make, made me feel like I'm not being the best version of me. And I've addressed them and I've actively worked at them, like eating healthier, uh, exercising more, um, just trying to manage my schedule more. And when I don't get through everything in a week, in a day, I'm not killing myself about it anymore. It is just what it is. It there is, it is, there yeah. is only so much of me and this is all I can give. So that quote did not go off in time. I'm sorry, it'll have to go tomorrow. But what I have been very mindful of in the past that has put pressure on me is if I promise that the quote will go today... And I don't send it. I hate myself for it. So I don't make the promise for today. Yeah. I don't make the promise for today. I try and give myself a little bit more leeway. So nobody
0: can hold you to that and be like, yeah, but you said. Without being being
1: like um, flaky, the point is I just realistically look at my next two days and I cannot promise you a quote today or tomorrow because I know how many other balls I am juggling. So if I say to you, you will have it this week, then you will have it this week, which means by Friday four o'clock, you will get it. <laughs> but you will have it this week. <laughs> mm.
0: I think that's also been a big learning curve for me. Is that in um, I make a lot of promises to people, mm-hmm. and you're right. Since Elijah's leg broke, I've stopped making promises because because I just you can't feel
1: like a absolute villain if you don't manage yeah. to live up to that promise and you made that promise with the intention to keep it yeah and when you don't you just feel so shit about yourself and that just adds pressure to you to or to your life
0: I mean would you say time is the biggest culprit when it or lack thereof when it comes to mom's self-care
1: I definitely think time plays a role because there's so many only so many hours in a day. And I think a, a life coach or a time management expert or whatever would probably argue with me here and say you need to plan better because if you plan better, then you will mac- be able to maximize the hours in your day. But with children and running your own business or or just being a stay-at-home mom. There are many factors that come into play and it is impossible. It's not an exact science. There's a lot of unforeseen that happens and you just sometimes got to roll with the punches. So you can make the best plans to maximize your schedule as best you can. One thing goes wrong. You forget your laptop in the rush because your kid didn't want to put both his shoes on. Or your toothbrush drops and that you have to, the last toothpaste that was in the tube was on that toothbrush because you <laughs> didn't have chance to buy more mm. toothpaste and you were going to do that today because you knew you, you were down to the last squeeze in the tube. It's all of those little things that come into play. And, and it's, it's those little things that eventually break you. Yes, because you just feel like, fuck, now I failed again. I had the best intentions of being on top of shit and I just am not.
0: And you, and that's when you realize you you feel like...
1: Defeated.
0: You feel defeated and you realize in that moment it's impossible.
1: It definitely feels impossible to me. But I think that our biggest mistake, and I make that mistake all the time, is by allowing it to get to me too much. It's fine. I can be miserable about it a little bit. I can feel defeated and whatever. It does not define who I am as a person Some days are going to be good. Some days I'm going to have my shit together and others I just will not. It is okay because I am a person too.
0: Well, that's what, yeah, that's what I wanted to get into is that I've been implementing a lot of that as well lately and with my kid. So I was mentioning this to you earlier off off mic and that's my mom always says, you know, it's just a mother's way to um, if you have so many chops at dinner time, and there's one left over. If your kid or husband wants that one and you're still hungry, you will give it to them because that's just how moms are. Moms are selfless.
1: We're wired that way.
0: We're wired that way. And I've stopped giving my son and my husband the last damn chop. I'm done. I'll, I'll share, share it, it with you. I'll share it. I'm happy to share it. So this morning I made Elijah breakfast um, And I've been realizing that come 12, 1 o'clock, I inhale whatever's in front of me or I have to stop and get junk food or something because I forgot to eat. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, my two-year-old, who, by the way, gets a snack and lunch at school, has a pristine lunchbox on top of that with healthy snacks and tasty snacks and things that I know he likes in this beautiful bento box that is Pinterest-worthy mm-hmm. every single day. And what do I get? Nothing. And I'm, I can't resent him for it. I don't resent anybody for it. Whose problem is that? That's my problem. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so you can fix it. I mean, it was an apple. But this morning, I made him his breakfast and his lunchbox. And as we were out the doors, I was on my way to gym. And I was like, oh, fuck. I can't go to gym and not eat. Mm-hmm. And it's happened before. Last week, I went and bought a banana, a 16 Rand banana at the damn gym <laughs> because, because you had I to needed eat something to, to eat to gym. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, it's you not. You feel faint yeah. and you don't
1: feel well. And
0: so I was like, okay, I'm going to. But I don't, I don't like biting into the apple, so I'm going to cut it. So I have my little cutter and I, I cut my apple. And of course, when a kid sees a cut apple, he goes for that damn apple. So he's like, mommy, I want that. Give me the whole. And then I said, okay, you can have it, but you need to go into the, you know, you can have an apple or part of an apple, but you need to go into the car. And I gave him a wedge because the rest of the apple was mine. Mm. And he said, no, give me the whole plate. And I looked at him. I said, I'm a person too. Mm. I am a person too. And this person needs also to eat. And I said, look at your lunch, your breakfast that I made for you. And in your lunchbox, is a whole cut-up apple. So when you get to school, you can open your lunchbox. So in the meantime, here is one wedge, the rest is mine, mm. bud. Yeah. And that is how I'm going to parent from now on.
1: I'm done. I f- you know what? I feel you on that as well. And I've been doing a lot of of that as well, like giving and giving. Like I measure, I try and measure the water that I drink in a day because I am tired all the time so I drink coffee to try and keep me going but that dehydrates me which means I'm constantly on this like... uh, counterproductive little circle, hamster wheel that I'm running on, because I get headaches because I don't drink enough water, and then I drink too much coffee to fuel me, and it's just a vicious circle. So I'm trying to measure my water intake so that I know I've had two cups of coffee today, I've got to take extra water, more than the two liters that I've aimed for today, because otherwise I'm still going to be dehydrated because I had the coffee. And I always have one or two or more than one water bottle wherever I am, but the kids don't want to drink out of their own water bottle. They want to drink my water. And they backwash into it. And if that's not if that's not enough, then and I I feel like a terrible person for saying that. Rick will walk past and he'll just like Oh, there's water. And he'll just like have a swig. And I'm like, I was measuring. How many bottles I was having. And aside from the measuring, I don't want to drink water with your ch- half-chewed-up food backwashed into it. Okay,
0: not rats, though.
1: No, <laughs> but the kids. <laughs>
0: like, you were talking about rates. <laughs> Sorry, Rhett. Um,
1: <laughs> the kids, because they'll yes. drink from my bottle, and they insist, my water's not cold enough, Mommy, I want your water. I was like, I legit poured all of our bottles of water from the cold oh, water in the fridge. So they're equally cold, bud.
0: You know this water bottle story is hilarious because like I bought my sister in law a water bottle for her like with like a running outfit. She was doing the Comrades last year. So for her birthday I bought her that and a water bottle. And I know she's got two teenage girls and a and a preteen now. And I knew that those girls would annex the water bottle. So I purposefully went and found a water bottle with my sister-in-law's name on it. (laughs) And I was like, that's never going to happen. They're never going to steal that water bottle because it has her name on it. Mm -hmm. It's not theirs. And what happened? I get to their house like a few months later and one of the girls has my sister-in-law's water bottle. (laughs) I I, I don't know what it is, but a mom (laughs) can never just have anything. You know, I was at the gym this morning Mm -hmm. and I saw another mom. Well, I, I imagined that she's a mom because she had a similar little... Kitty's water bottle. Elijah <laughs> has the same one. <laughs> and I was like, this mom. And I just, I wanted to go and give her a flippin' salute. Yes. Because I could see it.
1: I see you with that I kid's water bottle. I see you
0: with the kid's water bottle. Your kid
1: probably insisted on taking your water bottle to school. so or you're left. fucking like, have one. Yeah, yours have been thrown away or used up. or <laughs> This I is what, it, what it's come to. I imagined what
0: her morning looked like. Mm. And I just wanted to go give her a fucking hug. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we can talk about this forever, but what I want to say to our listeners is that if you know is a full sentence, Mm -hmm. and, you know, we have an engagement later on this month for our birthday, and I invited a a mutual friend of ours, and she said, I'm sorry, I'm just not up for it. And I sent a message saying, oh, just Uber, and this, and egging her to come on, and straight after that, I said, hold up. That said, no is a full sentence, and I respect your decision. Don't worry, yes. you know. I don't. I don't hate you for it. So, um, this is what I want to say to our listeners: that no, is that full sentence. And um, it, what would you say to your friends in your position? Mm. Start talking to yourself like that because I don't think we we often do, right?
1: I agree with you one hundred percent. If I mean, you're my friend, and I'm. I want to always say to you, Sam, just. Don't commit to so much. Take it easy. You do not owe it to anyone to show up and drive after them and do things for them. It's nice. It's nice that you're wanting to help, but you don't always have the capacity because especially when when you have to you're offering the help, but offering that help means that you're putting yourself under way more pressure than what you have to. And you're my friend and I tell you that all the time. Yet I do the same thing often.
0: Yeah, so like I had to remind myself, like how am I lambasting myself? Because I would have my friend come over and have a glass of wine and I'd be after a bad day at work and I'd be like, blah, blah, blah. This is what you must do and don't be so hard on yourself. And don't you, Charlene, always tell me, don't be so hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. And yet what happens with you? You it's know, It's true.
1: You're your own worst critic. It's very difficult.
0: So if I can challenge ourselves mm-hmm. and our listeners in the next in the coming months to when you start feeling an inkling of feeling shit about yourself in any way, stop and consider if it was your friend in the same position, what you would tell her.
1: That's a good way of looking at it.
0: So, I mean, in this whole self-care pursuit, it started with uh, uh, the breast cancer awareness month, right? Mm -hmm. And obviously self-care is so much more than that, but One thing that I've realized is we tend to put off very important things and admin things that Mm. none of us are really in the mood for, be it a mammogram or a pap smear. Or if you're a man...
1: Um, a... Prostate, prostate exam. exam. Mm, it's true. We do... Retina often talk about um, him and self-care. He's pushing so hard, working, working, working. He's showing up as a dad, showing up as a husband, showing up at work. He's perpetually giving of himself. And he's just like, it's nobody's fault that I have to work so hard. And it's for our family and it's for the future. And it's true. And we can support him as much as we can. But at what point... Is he of value to any of us when he expires? When he when he falls down and lands up in a hospital because his body is saying I cannot anymore? What does that help any of us? So do those things. Have your checkups. I'm I'm due. I've been due for my mammogram and my pap smear since uh, March.
0: Mm, Same, same. So what I'm what and you know how I feel about Women's Month. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't have a women's day if you're not going to be standing up for something to do with exactly. women's rights, right? Yes. Feel the same about Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Don't even talk to me about Movember
1: because mm-hmm.
0: you have to go. If you're going to
1: grow a that fucking thing on your face.
0: Pe- pedophilic moustache on your face, go and get a damn prostate exam and then you have all my permission. This is too right now, I suppose. It, <laughs> y- he has all my permission in the world to grow that damn moustache if I'm not, if I know that his prostate, is fine, right? Yes. Um. By the same token, do you know that after November <laughs> comes February?
1: <laughs> oh my God, no! I did not know that.
0: Uh, it's not. A, I think it's just a, a joke to get back at <laughs> them for growing <laughs> the moustache. So Charlene, it's just a reminder <laughs> for us to if we're gonna celebrate February. Oh my God! <laughs> to go. And get all of our checkups. So the point of the matter is putting number one first. Um, We are going to be calling in someone to chat to us a little bit more about um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month um, in the form of an initiative that we at Great Equalizer are supporting. So hold fast, guys. If you want to contribute and and, um, have a say in breast cancer awareness, this next interview is for you. Guys, this Breast Cancer Awareness Month, we're shedding some light on an amazing initiative that supplies hand-knitted breast prostheses to women who have undergone mastectomies or similar breast procedures.
1: Knitted knockers are softer and lighter than any other prostheses and not to mention non-toxic and hypoallergenic.
0: They're also super, super soft and comfortable and are made according to real women's cup sizes, which means they fit into your regular bra.
1: Knitted knockers are made by volunteer knitters and distributed by Good Samaritans to hospitals and cancer clinics across South Africa.
0: And if you're an avid crafter, you can order a knitted knocker kit to knit and donate your
1: own pair of knockers. It's such a great initiative, and we would love to tell you guys more about it which is why we have Knitted Knockers South Africa founder, Donna Biddle, on the line. Yay! Welcome, Donna. Hi,
0: thanks for having me. (laughs) Thanks for coming on the show and carving out some time for us. We'll get straight into it, Donna. Talk to us about the start of Knitted Knockers.
2: It's an international initiative, isn't it? It is. It's been around worldwide for quite some time now, so we have had it here in South Africa for four years now. Um, Ruth and I met at Quilting Clarence about five years ago, and she was on the committee for the Durban Quilt Festival. At the time, her mom had a mastectomy, and her sister, who lives in Australia, sent her mom in a to Well, that was the first time Ruth had seen one. And she called me up all excited, sent me a photo of it and said, We're doing this after the festival. Amazing. Anyhow, I slept on it and decided, No, actually, we're doing it now. Oh. And that's how we started. Oh, that's such a lovely story.
0: I love that. So you guys have been going on for 4 years now and supplying these knitted knockers to women in need across South Africa. Um tell us about these products. I've tried to explain it to our audience, but maybe it'll be better coming from you. What exactly are they made of? Are there any allergens? Sensitive, you know, what about people with sensitive skins? I mentioned that it's hypoallergenic, but I'm just thinking even hypoallergenic wool makes me itch a little bit. And I've held one of your your knockers in my hand and it doesn't feel like that.
2: <laughs> uh, it, it's not made from wool. It's from the beginning. Mm. Um, we, tested, we tested a whole lot of stuff. I dye yarn. That's my business. And fabric and thread. But yarn obviously is what was needed for knitted knockers. And um, my cotton is natural cotton that is grown naturally so there's no well there's not heavy use of pesticides etc and the dyes that I use are actually the most earth friendly dyes and they are certified by GOTS um, which is the organisation that certifies organic products Um, and they are completely free of harsh chemicals and toxins and then because we hand dye, my process of dyeing is also free of toxins and harsh chemicals so we have a non-toxic non-chemical product and those are the things that can actually cause irritation Mm. so um, the cotton in itself is hyperallergenic as well So when worn against sensitive scars, which is pretty much all the time, they are very soft and there's nothing in them that can irritate the scars. Mm -hmm. We've partnered with cancer a couple of years ago. They've tested everything. And um, we at the moment are allowed to use the association um, logo of cancer on our product. And we're just waiting for the seal of approval to come through. Now that all the testing, etc., is complete, um, and then that'll be going on instead of the association logo. And I also have, in the meantime, gone ahead and had all the other tests done. So we are also proud to have the pure cotton mark of approval that we can put on our labels.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. I love, I love this. And you guys are really just doing, um, it's not even like a huge favor, just doing so much for women in need. Um, how do, exactly does the initiative work? If someone wants to get involved, who can actually knit the knockers or um, who what do the knockers go and to? And who do the knockers go to? And if you can't okay. knit, then what solutions do you have for those of us okay. who aren't so, crafty?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um so we make the, the ketchup with a pattern. We actually use the Australian pattern. We tested all the others um, and found the Australian one with best for um, the people here. Yeah, we have a similar climate, etc. And so we pack the kit, comes with 50 grams of, of cotton yarn and 50 grams of pure merino wool as the stuffing. Which doesn't touch any skin anywhere. It's enclosed inside the cotton, even though it is also hyperallergenic, mm. but anyway. Um, it's super so that it can be washed and it won't felt. And then, of course, the pattern is, is provided in the kit. It comes with a copyright from the lady in Australia who designed it that it has to be used at our, um, in our kit with the cotton that has been tested, because they are also very, very quality conscious in Australia. Anyway, then the kits go out to the cancer care centres who sell them, and to different places around the country, yarn shops and different people who have involved themselves, and and they sell them individually for 50 Rand a kit. volunteers who knit them obviously there's a lot of volunteers who who can't even afford the first year and a lot of pensioners Mm. and so people buy kits and instead of taking them home to donate them and for the pensioners to knit up and once they're all knitted they go back to well they don't have to go back but most of them now go back to wherever they came from um, the cancer care centres, et cetera. And they are distributed from there. In Joburg, the Yarn Tree in Parktown is a yarn shop, and they are our Joburg contacts. And they're busy with a huge initiative at the moment with a, a medical student, Jamie Tum, from Wits Medical School. And she has been fundraising and selling knuckles and her aim is to give a thousand knitted knockers to the breast clinic at Beraguanus by the end of October. And, and
0: how so far is she? Do, do we
2: have doing, a- she's actually doing quite well. Um, she's going to be at Eastgate for the, uh, the rest of the month on different days. And she's writing a thesis. So I can't tell you how grateful we are to her. Um, so she's going to be at Eastgate on different days. She's, she's selling knockers there and she's collecting the missed ones so people can go along there and, and visit her. Um, and then we also have kicks at the Branson Organic Market and at the Yarn Tree. Those are all the Jo'burg ones. But then, of course, there's Durban and there's Cape Town and the rest of the country as well. There's all sorts of things going on this
0: month. That is so brilliant. So I... I um, have committed, Charlene and I have committed ourselves as The Great Equalizer to um, sort of collecting on behalf of listeners who just want to donate or who who want to participate somehow. They can just call us um, and email us on um, thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com. and we will sort of put them in touch with you and make sure that by the end of the month, I think we're going to extend it a little bit because mm. we started a bit later um, and, and get some Thanks. more more and it's not knockers to you listeners, we're also going to put you in touch with uh, med student Jamie. Um to make sure that you see uh, what she's getting up to and get her to that goal and,
1: of reaching the 1,000 yeah, mark. Yeah,
0: perhaps even supersede it. So I just I, I want to reiterate, and I know you know this, Donna, is that breast cancer doesn't stop happening once October ends. So um, No. <laughs> we want to okay. keep this top of mind for people. What is next for Knitted Knockers, and how do people get hold of you if not through us this month of October?
2: Well, there's a number of ways they can get hold of us. We have an Instagram page called Knitted Knockers South Africa. And we've got a Facebook page called Knitted Knockers South Africa as well. They can also email us at dana at Colorspun.com or at um, Knitted Knockers South Africa at gmail.com. Okay. You know what I'm going to do?
0: I'm going to put that all into a post and send it out on our social, on media. Our social media platforms for everybody Radula. to, to be able to get hold of you easily. Donna, I um, wish you luck in all your, um, in your sort of breast cancer awareness initiatives this um, month. And in going forward, I just want to applaud you and Ruth for what you are doing. We love the initiative and we will keep supporting you.
1: Oh, what a nice lady. She's so
0: nice. Okay, and I think it was so
1: nice to chat to her. Oh,
0: man, I love this initiative. Guys, please don't forget, I'm going to repeat it for you now, that we at The Great Equalizer are gathering orders this month and into November. We'll let you know when the cutoff date is. You hit us up, and we will send you the details. If you want to knit a kit, we'll get that kit to you if you
1: want just, to just buy a kit for someone else to knit, then... We will
0: make sure they We will get make the sure the that happens, yes. And we'll make a, a donation um, as per The Great Equalizer. So, if you're keen to contribute, just email thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com And we'll make sure you get the right info to be part of this amazing initiative.
1: I'm excited. I was just telling Sam that um, before we started recording, that I think my girlfriends, we are having a wine and knitting party and we're all knitting boobs this year (laughs) (laughs) as our uh, our contribution.
0: (laughs) So Charlene, what do you reckon the bottom line for this episode is?
1: Well, first of all, I don't – I think it's never too late to start saying no and – It sounds like a cliche, but to try and put yourself first more. Look, you're never going to outright be able to always put yourself first. But I think the more you're aware of it and the more you try every day and realize that you are also a person. And just because you're a mom and you're juggling a million balls and a wife and a friend and a daughter or a son or a husband or whatever, no person should never not matter. And so... We should try and go easier on ourselves because if we don't preserve ourselves for our families and our kids and our husbands and our wives, there's not going to be anything left for them to have or enjoy.
0: Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. I must say, all of the women that I look up to and I admire in my life, um, who've sort of been through, through the doldrums and come out the other side, I look at them and I look up to them and I see how in their selflessness, there is a, a, a lot of selfishness, mm. you know, mm. where they do have a little bit of themselves that they preserve.
1: It doesn't always have to be ugly to be a little bit selfish. I know selfish is quite a negative yeah. idea behind it, but th- to be selfish to a degree means preserving yourself so that you can save yourself for those people in your life that need you the most and for yourself. Also, also, we... You have one life to live. Exactly,
0: I was going to say that. Like, what stops us from enjoying life as well?
1: Exactly. You don't not matter. Why do you not matter? When did you stop mattering?
0: Let me tell you, you deserve that last chop. (laughs) You deserve it. (laughs) And listeners, you deserve it too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Listen, we need to keep talking about this. As always, we want to talk about our topics. So how about we keep talking?
0: Yes, guys, you know this. If you want to chat with us, weigh in on something, swear, rant, cry or laugh, DM us a voice notes on Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast.
1: Even if it's just a moment where you felt like you didn't matter and you want to share it with us or you want to vent about it, please do that. You can record a voice note also or a message on your phone and you can just email it to us. The email address is thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com.
0: Also, feel free to tag us in your Instagram or Facebook post with the hashtags
1: momming at momming or bad mom moment. Your support is super important to us guys. You have no idea how much we appreciate every like, every la- love uh, you send, all the love you send our way, all the comments, every share you share one of our posts. Just, it means the world to us. Please keep doing it. And thank you for those who do.
0: I want to say thanks as well to those who sent us birthday messages and told us yes, we're doing a good job. Thank that you guys. Was nice. It was so nice to yes. hear from you. Um, Please don't forget, as part of our birthday wish for October, we want you to subscribe to Apple Podcasts um, or uh, SoundCloud or Spotify. We're on any of those platforms. Just hit the subscribe button. Also, you can review us on Apple Podcasts or rate us on Facebook.
1: And the more we're seen, the better this podcast will do. We say this every week and the better we will be able to be for you.
0: Um, I guess that's it for this week. It was a lot. <laughs> yes, as always. <laughs> Until
1: next time. Keep, keep your, your mom, mom game strong. Game strong. more on today's show please head on over to our website at www.thegreatequalizerza.com or catch us on instagram at the great equalizer podcast or on facebook want something a little more personal then email us at thegreatequalizerza at gmail.com and we'll get back to you